0: What's up, everybody? This is Derek. I'm Tyler. We're in a band called State Champs. You're listening Yo. to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hey. Hello and welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine. Um, bit of a change this week. Firstly, joining me as always, Mr. Jack Rogers. How are you? Hi will. How's it going? I'm all right. Yeah, it's um, it's a very
1: exciting week this week. Um, <laughs> it's a nice little change of scenery. It's like when, it's like when uh, when you're at school and they wheel the TV into your biology lesson, <laughs> and it's like, oh, we don't have to learn about plants. We can watch things of plants now. So. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm feeling good, man. It's a good week.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a special week. He's had uh, a lot of shout-outs uh, in previous weeks. Uh, we finally got him on the podcast. Tom Morgan, Rock Sound Designer. How's it going?
2: Yeah, good, man. Uh, I am the TV and the biology lesson today. <laughs> <laughs> you excited? Oh, yeah. Yeah, stoked. Oh, no, we haven't... We haven't wheeled you in To the
1: room <laughs> <laughs> Like that And everyone hasn't gone Yes Like I mean, that little just yes! Under the breath
2: It was such a cordial invitation At the end of uh, The last podcast That I thought I had to To uh to come on,
0: yes, yeah, that's what it's all about. So, uh, last week we had the American Satan special feature interviews with Ben Bruce and Andy beersack Really, really good stuff. Follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, check it all out. It's all there to check out. And uh, we also brought back the new band spotlight as well. We introduced you to Chase Atlantic, who are completely changing things um, within music, blending worlds together. Super interesting stuff. But this week, We're celebrating a very special tour that's been announced next year, Uh, coming to the UK in March. Um, Tonight Alive are back with their album Underworld, Uh, dropped a single Temple, which is an absolute banger. Um, They're going to be accompanied by our favourites in With Confidence and also the Gospel Youth, So to celebrate all that, we've spoken to the brilliant Jenna McDougall from Tonight Alive and the also brilliant Jaden Seeley returning to the Rock Sound podcast from With Confidence. So that's all to come. But first, again, bit of a change, Jack, the news. I've been trusted with this one. (laughs) Uh, Against the current reschedule,
1: of their Latin America shows for August 2018, saying Latin America, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to hang with you all this week, but we're still coming. We're disappointed too, but we promise it'll be worth it. And we all know it will. Uh, Andy Biersack has written a book and he's slowly but surely leaking more and more details of that It sounds like it's gonna be brilliant. Is there anything that man can't do? (laughs) Uh, As it is announced the UK OK Tour with support from Light Pacific and Grayscale What a night that will be. Big up. Yeah, that is huge. That is huge. I mean, I would say I walk on heads a lot But for Grayscale, (laughs) like yeah Uh, Baby Metal are playing two special Legend XS Baptism XX shows in Hiroshima in December. Um, not a lot said about them yet, but um, as with everything with baby metal, it's sure to be fascinating. men have released the Unbreakable documentary online, and Stand Atlantic and Waster will support Rome on their UK tour in December. Yes, yes, yes. Another huge bill. It's mental. It's gonna be busy. Like I'm literally, no nope. I don't sleep enough as it is, but like, <laughs> it's, every day is Christmas now. And finally, as I say, Tonight Alive announced their new album, Underworld, released new single, Temple, which is a banger and announce UK and US tours.
0: So that brings us in to interview one. Uh, so yeah, Jenna McDougal returning to the podcast, uh, you know, tonight alive we're on our launch special. So it was great to have Jenna back in to talk everything Underworld and what's been going on with the band because it's been a real, as you know, they've revealed over the past week, it's been a, a real period of change for that band in that, you know, it's been the shock departure of guitarist Wakao, uh, which, you know, shot us all in the office, shot to all you guys out there. Um, and Jenna really, She was super candid and honest about all that and uh, told us everything that's been going on. Um, And it transformed into quite an emotional chat, to be honest. And um, a huge shout out to her for being so open and so honest. And yeah, I mean, I think I'll let Jenna do the talking on this one. Um, Jenna McDougall on Underworld and a whole new era for Tonight Alive thank you so much for coming on the podcast again um so much to talk about the recording of underworld uh, when i spoke to you before you went to record it it seemed like such a positive headspace and you were so excited to go and record it it seemed to be such a good place
3: you know it's really funny because i remember that conversation and i know like how bright i was in that moment speaking to you and how honest all of that was as well but like i guess like when you're in the moment of like dealing with your emotions um sometimes you're not like quite sure where you stand and I know looking back that like in retrospect that was a really fucking crazy time and like I mean shit was crazy I mean we were going through a lot emotionally and um yeah going from slam dunk to Thailand to make the record yeah of course it was exciting and there was like a real like refreshing feeling that it, we were anticipating, but there was a lot still to be dealt with at the time. And when once we got to Thailand, we, we were all kind of dealing with our own emotional turmoil. And, I mean, you can see now, like, with a song like Temple Out and announcing Wack leaving the band, like, you can kind of see, looking back, that that was the beginning of some pretty serious changes. And uh, the seed was really not just being planted, but it was, is the word germinating? Is that the word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You
3: know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Dude, that might not be the right word, but <laughs> it might rhyme with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, like we were really excited and it was like, hell yeah, we get to go and make a new record. We've got brand new labels and, you know, we made, you know, we wrote, wrote all these songs that we're proud of and that no one else had a say in. And there was really, really exciting things like that going on. But, it was yeah. It was also the middle of, of um of a lot of a lot of stuff. But I'll I'll let you I'll let you take the steering wheel here.
0: Because um yeah, I mean because I was <laughs> in the same boat really. Because obviously you know when when the song came through, you know lyrically it's um it deals with a lot of very heavy things. And you know and I so say I remember the conversation, you know, with you guys, and you seemed so positive. So it was kind of then reading up on the album and everything. It it, it did seem like you know there was um. Obviously, and like you said, yeah, there was a, must have been so much going on. And so, so in that respect, was it? It was a very exciting time in terms of, like you say, you had all these songs down that you were really proud of, and it was really exciting to go and put all that together. But emotionally, was it was was it a much more like difficult and um, heavy
3: time? I think I was probably just really in denial about everything, and that was like the safest um, emotional state to be in um, because sort of looking at things is too scary and especially if you're on tour and you're about to make a record and um and yeah you're on stage and you're in interviews like you kind of have to be in denial a little bit otherwise otherwise like you don't have a protective barrier and you feel too much and that's definitely something that I've avoided for a really long time and you know it's interesting because the record was written this year It was written between January and May and um so everything is still really fresh and present for us, so talking about this denial and like not wanting to feel too much, because it's, it's like, otherwise you're just saturated in your emotions and you can't, my fear is that I won't be able to function and I won't be able to get on with things. If I actually have a look at how I feel, it's going to be too much, because I've just
0: stockpiled my
3: emotions for too long.
0: and I'm really sorry to hear that I mean when you went when you went into the studio uh, then was it very much a case of you just kind of you just kind of got on with it so you didn't have to kind of face that too much or was it a really difficult process in that you did have to kind of then stop and and start kind of putting these things you know to paper and, and kind of really thinking about them
3: well you could really see what was going on internally for us as a band when we were in Thailand like we always we always get like a family sized house and we live in when we make a record and we're really good at living together and we just we're best friends. But at the time, none of us were really talking emotionally. We weren't we weren't breaking through this barrier to say like, "Hey, are you okay? Like, how come you're spending so much time alone?" Or, "Hey, I, I heard that argument you had with you know another member. How you know like, did you guys resolve it? Is everything okay? Do you need to talk?" none of us were really offering that hand to each other because we were all doing our own shit. So um, it was like a really interesting time because of course we're in such a beautiful country and part of the country, you know, it was just like super tropical and gorgeous and we had a lovely studio and the whole thing, you know, there's a lot of things about making that record that were perfect, especially the support of our record labels and, all of these things were there for us to be grateful for, but I wasn't happy and I was sort of like really struggling to get out of bed every day to go to the studio and I felt guilty for that. So there's like this onset of all these different emotions of like, How, why aren't I happy? And then feeling guilty for not being happy. And I think it's because of all these expectations that we place on ourselves because everyone looking at our lives from the outside saying, you're living your dream. And if you don't feel that way, then then you're taking it for granted. So it's a very confusing position to be in. And we had to we kinda of came to the end of making the record and we all sat down and had a meeting and we said, We need to stoke this fire again. Like we need to burn for this again. And um we just need to reactivate our passion for this project. And we need to talk to each other and it's just crazy to live in the home together and see each other every single day and to say this is your family and these are your best friends but to not even know how to talk to each other anymore. I think all of us just kind of had to switch off to protect ourselves. So that was the like largely that was um, a big dynamic in Thailand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that must have been really really difficult. I mean, um so with with whack then leaving, I I guess post studio was that was that a result of that or not to kind of press too hard or anything, but was that was that a result no, of okay. that or um or was was that or was it just was it a longer kind of longer term thing that had been coming for a while or kind of what it was it a shock. I don't know how how did that happen?
3: Yeah, I think it was a lot of things. It, it definitely wasn't just a result of making the record and, and everything that happened in Thailand. It was this is years in the making. And um, Wax been an extremely hardworking, um, dedicated guy, and he's the leader of Tonight Alive. And internally, he's the businessman. And when we started going through all these management issues over the years, he stepped up and took the lead. And he always handled legal stuff and... He was a very burdened guy and, um, yeah, and he really took the weight for a lot of us, for the the rest of us. The four of us hardly had anything to carry compared to him. And, um, I think that he was really, really exhausted and he's also got big dreams and he, I guess, I saw his dissatisfaction for a really long time and what happens in um, in these situations, you, you do anything to numb yourself, and I guess we just all pretended nothing was wrong for a long time because you know you've always got that hope that the band will get bigger, the band will you know things are going to take off, and you get you have all these you know um, aspirations, and yeah. no, this is the record, you know, this is the record that's really going to connect, and um, Limitless was was the record that um, Sony, our Australian label, really, really wanted for us and really pushed and really believed in and we really trusted that. Um and we took a lot of risks and I definitely made a lot of compromises in the hopes that they were right and that, you know, maybe there was a, a world out there for us that we hadn't touched yet. And maybe this could be the record that gets us there. And going through that and not having it work and then Sort of being dropped and having the rejection of fans and media was really, really fucking heartbreaking. And I think that took a huge toll on all of us, definitely all of us, but for whack, like being someone who was already talking about leaving like years ago, that was, I think that was the final nail in the coffin. And it's just kind of been a, a gradual thing for him since the end of, looking for like a, a deeper satisfaction in his life. And I, and I think he just sort of found that opportunity in Nashville with um, a songwriter, producer, David Hodges, who's written with us on human interaction and how did it feel and a couple of the songs on the new record. So um, they have a great relationship and they're working together now. And I think that Wack will be a lot happier over there. Wow,
0: I mean, as I say, you know, I'm really sorry to hear it. And as a fan of the band, it's it's Thank hard you. to hear. I, I mean, um, I mean, with all that going on as well, and like everything, because we talked about the the limitless period for the band uh, when we last spoke as well, and how how difficult it was. Was that hard to then have mm. to get up to the mic and start to, you know, try to push forward with the band with this new record?
3: Yeah, there were definitely moments that it was like. It was a grind, and I know especially, like, speaking on Wack's behalf, he he, um, did all the keys and all the electronics on the record, which on Limitless, although he wrote the parts, we gave them to someone else um, to find the right sounds and, like, create the whole, like, electronic tracks, whereas, like, this record, Wack, did it so every day before we started the recording, he would come in and... Program and like he was killing himself every single day. It was like and it's just crazy looking back now because the this record is like his last labor of love for Tonight Alive and that's like a pretty wild thought. Having announced the record and hearing Temple like hearing Temple now that he's left the group, it's just kind of nuts because he's all over it. It's just him and I hear him now more than I ever did. But, um, yeah, I mean, there was a day for me. There's a song on the record called The Other, and um, there's a climax in the song, but it just really wasn't... What I was doing vocally wasn't really hitting. It didn't really have that emotional effect that we were trying to get. And just because it was this big, high note, it didn't have the emotional effect we were going for. And our producer, Dave, was just like have you ever screamed before? And I was like, yeah, of course I've screamed. And he's like, do you remember what it feels like to scream? And I was like, yeah, I I do. He goes, can you do it right now? And I was like, no, of course I can't. I can't just switch that on. And um, he's like, just think, you know, he kind of like tried to get me to go back to the last time I did it. And I remember when I was 15, I used to have these like, little panic attacks where I couldn't find words or anything. I just freaked and just stood there and screamed at the top of my lungs. And it was just this real bad bratty habit that I had. Obviously it didn't happen too many times, but I don't know. I still remember that feeling of adrenaline and he said, just try it. And I did it a couple of times and I just burst out crying. And it was just like my body was begging for an emotional release and I just wasn't giving it to myself. So sometimes in front of the mic, Things like that would happen where it's like, oh damn, I'm totally ignoring some shit right now and, yeah.
0: Yeah I mean in terms I guess on a, on a, on a more positive note as well I mean uh, I've said it a little oh. bit so far in the in the chat but um you know the the quality of the song is is super high you know I mean um it's very unique like it it doesn't sound like I think we actually talked about this before as well but it, it doesn't sound like anyone else but you guys it just sounds like tonight alive wow. and it feels like you've done so much with so many different sounds
3: Thank you so much yeah well um our manager Mike Kaminsky. When we were going into the studio, what did he say to me? And something like, hey, you're, you're on an indie label now. Make an indie record. I was like, okay, what does that mean? And he's like, try shit. <laughs> try everything. I was like, oh, okay. And for me, that's something that always attracted me anyway. Like, you can hear little moments of things like that on. I Defy on the last record in the bridge and it kind of do, or actually on the outro rather where kind of do this strange, like um, improvised expressive vocal and things like to be free, which, which isn't like a super outside of the box song or anything, but those, those are the songs that you can kind of hear my essence, like kind of begging to come out a little bit because Wack is a little more conservative in, in the way he wants to write songs and, um, And, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic when the two people are working together because what you hear is a a meeting of two people's tastes, but you don't necessarily get to hear everything from one of those writers all the time. So, um, yeah, it was a really nice moment to see Whack let go a little bit. A song like Temple would have never been written years ago, in my opinion. I'm pretty sure it was the last song that we wrote when we were in Nashville in May, before we went, before we came to Slam Dunk actually, so I was when I spoke to him about it then, it was like fresh in my mind, it had just been written probably days before, so um, that song would have never been written before, Wack, Wack would have said, no, it just sounds too old and nostalgic and why would we play like a chunky rock riff like that, that's not my style, and that's what I imagined him saying anyway, and <laughs> no, but he let go a lot, and, and in a way, I think like that gave me room to express myself more. And all of us, um, all of us got that chance this time, um, at least to an extent that hasn't that we haven't reached before. So yeah, it'd be really cool to see what's possible from here.
0: Amazing! I can't wait to hear the rest of it. I, I mean, as well with the uh, you've announced the, the tours around it as well, and you've got the Get Free tour in states, and obviously the UK tour with uh, mm. with confidence as well coming up. And uh, I spoke to Jaden uh, a few weeks back, and he was he was saying how excited oh. he was for that. Um, how uh, how are you how are you feeling about it? He was saying that it's you know it's going to be crazy, and you guys together is going to be a lot of fun. Are you are you excited for it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely! Like
3: the UK is actually my favorite place. To Tour. I adore it oh, I amazing. really love it I wish we could come more and you know there have been years in the past where I'm pretty sure we would come two or three times and that's I just wish it could stay that way but for whatever reason you know like every year is different and you know album cycles are different and, but anyway it's exciting because we're in fresh music and that means there's more opportunity for us to keep coming back every time that we you know, go into the next phase of the cycle. So this is just so early, like the record will have just come out two months prior and, yeah, I really look forward to it.
0: Amazing. Huh? I can't
3: wait to be back on Coco as well, This Coco <laughs> stage. That's <laughs> Definitely. just so cool because, yeah, we've we finished the other side cycle there and it'll be really cool to come back and, yeah, just, I don't know, bring something new to that space.
0: Yeah, so just absolutely amazing. Um, Say, so I wasn't sure if to kind of bring up the the whack things. Obviously, you know, it must be such a such a tough topic in in, in you know uh, as it currently stands. But but Jenna was so happy to to talk about it and be emotional and be open. I thought that was absolutely amazing, and you know, and it shows as well in, in the quality of the music and the temple is an absolute banger, as we've said. Um, Jack, what did you take from the chat?
1: My biggest thing with Jenna is that because I have spoken to her. Maybe three times now, and she's one of my favorite people to speak to, always like open and honest and enthusiastic about what's going on. and like her outlook on the world is so inspiring and unique, and just like it, it makes you feel like that there's hope for everything. but and to hear her talking in such a way where it's kind of like she's laughing off kind of the um, the hard times where she's like, "Yeah, it's a bit crazy. Um to hearing that sort of like that vulnerability from someone who's so confident and like charismatic is it's quite it's quite daunting, especially when like because their time in Thailand looked amazing and but it shows that you never really know what's going on within like inside of a band like it's the same that you can say you can put whatever life you want on Instagram when it's completely different everywhere else. Like the fact that they're not speaking to each other and like not really knowing how to deal with the internal conflicts that each of them are having in Paradise—it's—it's really—it's really weird. It's not what I expected from like coming forward for this album because it feels as though Underworld's been a long time coming, and and after we spoke about Limitless like the last time round and how there was this such a positivity going into it, to hear that they've had to go through like this kind of hardship to reach this point it's it's not what it's not what I was expecting to hear
0: yeah, definitely, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I almost couldn't believe it, what, what Jenna said in that, you know, because that um, interview that I did with her and Wack on the on the launch special was so positive, and they were so, you know, Limitless was a tough time, and we're going to this new, new album, completely re-energised, and for her to say to me, you know, this week, that she it was almost like she was just in total denial about it, it was just, that must take such a courage to be able to say something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it was just... A, I mean, it's one of my favourite chats I've done so far for the podcast. I, I mean, Tom, what did you take from it? Um,
2: I thought that the sort of them being able to express themselves was uh, the most important thing for this album uh, based on what's been said by Jenna. Uh, there was an interesting bit where uh, their manager says, you're an indie record, try shit. And uh, Jenna sounded liberated with that, which is <laughs> which is really cool to hear. I think a lot of that... Uh, that sort of liberation has been reflected in the new song "Temple," which I, I think is probably my favourite tonight alive song. Nice. Um, yeah, and then I think as well when Jenna's talking about whack loosening up and uh, with the sort of formula that the band should follow, and how they should uh, and how they should sound. Jenna says it gave us a chance to express ourselves more, which I think is really important at this stage. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, no, exactly. I mean, because I, I almost felt bad. You know, I mean, I kind of went into the chat sort of like. Because obviously, you know, we know about Wax Departure, and I, I wasn't kind of sure how to approach that, and I kind of went in sort of quite positive and sort of like, oh, you know, brilliant, you know, this song's a banger kind of thing, and it felt a bit bad because then it was like, you know, <laughs> it was, yeah. you know, and it's transformed into this very serious, but, you know, with, with um, like you say, like you said, Jack, with, you know, Jenna was very candid and, and cool about it and, you know, laughing about things as well, but it transforms this very emotional chat, and I, I think it's just testament to how much that band, you know, believe in what they're doing and and, and what they've done with this album and just their legacy as a whole um and i just hope that you know the, the reaction to temple's been amazing i just hope it, that continues uh, uh, you know as this new album cycle starts and with these shows coming in march you know them and with confidence especially it's going to be incredible i think well,
1: i think it's it's interesting as well because like she always goes back and talks a bit about like the limitless time and how like it was, it was the bit about saying, watching the fans and the media and everyone turn against them because of what they were told they needed to do to be the band they wanted to be. Which feel it, it feels wrong. It does make you feel a bit dirty that it's like, you know, you can judge an album as much as you want, but you never know how much a band has had input in that. So for her for to be able to turn around, then when you hear Temple, when it's like, it, it is such a unique sound especially for a band who started out very much in the pop-punk bracket like even like four years ago like five years ago there's a lot of different inspiration and different like influences flowing around it just makes me curious about what the rest of Underworld will sound like um, because it could go in any direction from here we said that before we heard the song and now it's kind of it's thrown an extra spanner into like the bucket of pigeons you know
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, w- w- you know, we'll definitely talk to Jenner again when we've we've heard the album, we've absorbed it and, uh, you know, and when these shows are happening and, and kind of really get inside that. But um, yeah, we're just, you know, the absolute best of Jenna and the guys and just, you know, we totally believe in that band. And, um, you know, as I say, I, I can't wait to see what people think of the album and the, the more tunes as they get rolled out. Um, cool. So, uh, Tom, little uh, mini, in- <laughs> little mini interview with you now. Um, oh yeah, okay. Because we've got Tom in with us today. Uh, we wanted to kind of go in for a little bit on uh, being a designer of Rock Sound. You know, we mentioned the you know the amazing covers that Tom comes up with every week when I plug the magazine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, outs have been consistent. <laughs> I like that. Um, so we thought me me and Jack would have a question each for Tom about being the Rock Sound designer. So uh, Jack, do you want to go first? Yeah,
1: sure. Um, I mean, like, I. I see that from from like starting out on the mag it you can see how much work there is to go into like what goes it's not just like you walk in and just go that that, that." like there's a lot of going into it and there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of like thought having to go into it so what I want to know is what element of putting the mag together do you enjoy the most? Because there's so many different parts.
2: Uh, yeah, there is, there is a lot of parts. So I think the, uh, the cover is probably my favorite thing to do. Um, that's along with all the merch bundle items. That's like the pocket mirrors that come with the Shopify bundles. Um, I really enjoy doing that stuff. And it's really cool to be able to express what the band's about and put that sort of onto something that uh, the audience can have at home, which, are, which is pretty cool.
1: I mean, the main thing is, I think a lot of people don't really realize that everything that goes onto the cover you have drawn yourself
2: uh i mean it, not every time
3: but <laughs> well, like well, i mean like
1: most of it like when you look at the neck deep ones like th- yeah that was that was like sort that conception. like dude every element of that like the dog like oh man yeah like just everything like i don't think people do realize that you sat and did all of that yourself
2: he was based on beethoven yeah yes <laughs> well, yeah. he's a he's a good dog yeah
1: yeah which yeah and yeah I don't really know what else to say. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm always in awe of what you actually do. For
0: I appreciate it, man. Thank you same, very much. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, to kind of go from that. I guess my question is that, you know, you get to be very creative with, it, with every cover that we do. Um, what's it like to be able to kind of put your own stamp on every issue of Rock Sound? Is it quite a proud thing?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's great fun to do. Uh, and I suppose I do have my own stamp on it. But going back to what I said about... Uh, to Jack's question is that it's, it's about reflecting what's best for the band, what they're into, what they're about, what they're doing, um, and just making that come across for everyone to see, I guess. Just translating it, I guess.
0: Amazing. That's super interesting. Have you got a favourite uh, RS cover?
2: Um, yeah, I think the uh, Falling in Reverse ones, they're, they're probably my favourite at the moment. But yeah, the Neck Deep ones are pretty cool. Um, and the Paris ones as well. Yeah, they're pretty sweet.
1: The Paris ones are so slick. Oh, yeah. That oh, God, so yeah. <laughs>
0: Amazing um, Jack Let's do some Listener
1: questions uh, Still waiting on um, Austin Knight To say Mate stop singing Like well, I'll, I'll I'll do <laughs> your I'll do your intro Like it'll get More and more Melodic if, Until you do it Austin <laughs> Taylor Tom 1976 Asks us to recommend An album from outside Of a genre Of rock or metal Which I think is quite A nice one Because a few weeks ago I mentioned Bon Iver on here Yep Because Obviously, as much as we love rock music, like we don't just stick to that one. So, we all have a wide array. So, the one I want to recommend is Valtori by Sigur Ross, which Good is jam. Sigur Ross are already a very emotionally in-depth band, and you'll have heard like a lot of their songs used on like nature programs most. But this album in particular, it's just such a wave of beauty across like an hour. Like usually I stick it on when I'm like walking through a park or like down the street It just completely transforms what you're doing. Like you could be in the most boring place in the world and suddenly it's just like, you feel like you're in heaven.
2: <laughs> it's super like, atmospheric. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and just like the, some of the sounds that these men make like with, with their instruments is just unbelievable. Like if, If anyone wants to just like drift off into complete euphoria, like for an hour or so, listen to this album. But at the same time, it is well sad. So, yeah, it's super intense. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, it it suits me. Yeah, that's why I won Sigaros Valtari.
0: Nice. Um, I'm going to go with Grimes, uh, Art Angels. Um, Grimes is uh, a really unusual. Artist and singer, um, in that she kind of blends together all kinds of different things. And the Art Angels kind of sounds like Madonna, it kind of sounds like my chemical romance in bits, it sounds like uh, stuff like Sky Ferreira and like modern day electronic and synth music. It's this melting pot of all kind of things. Um, and it's honestly like the album's been out two years now, and every time I listen to it still, you just get completely wrapped up in all of its texture, and there's so much going on. And the fact that she put this entire thing together and like loops and like all her doing these amazing like weird instruments and like there's a track um with uh, Janelle Monáe um which is kind of almost sounds like the Spice Girls but like an angrier version um like and it, angry Spice yeah, yeah no honestly like <laughs> this is like one of the most mental but brilliant albums of like definitely the past 10 years for me and Grimes herself uh, Claire Boucher she's just an amazing character as well like she's uh, super genuine and just like she doesn't care that you know things she does could be weird or out there and she's almost like a modern day bjork and for me that's just perfect so yeah
2: nice uh so i'm gonna go with mr davis by gucci main which came out (laughs) on uh that was last friday um yeah i think this this album is probably my favorite hip-hop album of the year um it's sort of a culmination of all the best elements of hip-hop that have sort of come to light this year you've got there's migos on there the weekends on there um yeah if you're if you're a fan of hip-hop i would uh, advise checking that out it's great it's very good.
0: And, and you, lo- you love Migos as well. Oh yeah,
2: Migos are great, man.
1: <laughs> uh, and finally, we've got Chloe underscore is underscore a underscore nerd. Don't be so hard on yourself. right? Like. Uh, that's what her favourite Fallout Boy album is. I'm just going to go, like, even though I got banned talking about Fallout Boy, <laughs> you just keep coming back because you just want me to talk about him. But it changes all the time, but I'm just going to put it out of there. Folly Ado, forever and always.
0: I knew you were going to say that. Uh, again, yeah, it changes all the time. Like, it's just a solid gold discography. But um, for me, I guess, like, the king is, uh, or the queen, uh, is from Under the Cork Tree. Absolutely amazing. Like, one of the best albums of all time.
2: And I'm going to agree with Will on that. And, yeah, I think it's from Under the Cork Tree. Brilliant um, stuff. Also, uh, Fuller Boy album with the longest song names. And I really like albums with long song names. So <laughs> I
1: used to, I used to, like, you know, in the days of MSN. Yeah. Like, and you used to, like... Be able to be able to see what your songs were. <laughs> oh god! I, yeah, I used to like um, try and get the songs with the longest names to try and impress girls. <laughs> to, to like, so, well, so, so it's got dot yeah, dot dot in the end? Yeah yeah, so yeah, like. yeah, 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 so, And it and it always made you look like you were a bit more like, oh, he's not just listening to like he's so <laughs> niche. He, he's 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 listening to like the ones. Oh, it's like. And it it never works because people
2: see through that sort of nonsense. I was going to ask about the success of it, but yeah.
0: Not good, Tom. Not good. (laughs) So, as Tom has already mentioned on the podcast this week, uh, Fallen in Reverse bundles are very much on sale. Shop.rocksound.tv is the place to be. Um, get the deluxe bundle for you Fallen in Reverse diehards out there. Two limited edition Fallen in Reverse covers, of course, designed by Tom Morgan, with an exclusive tote bag, exclusive pin badge, and a hand signed poster print by Ronnie himself, along with an amazing sticker sheet, which just has all kinds of cool stuff on there absolutely amazing shop.roxam.tv you can also get the sticker bundle which has the two limited edition covers and also the sticker sheet so loads to get involved with um, it's an amazing issue like the story that our editorial director Ryan Bird did with Ronnie is so fascinating so if you want a warts and all story of falling and reverses year um what's been going on with the band you know things about past members leaving all sorts of stuff it's all in there absolutely brilliant uh, also features chats with against the current and architects an amazing feature on the secret rock star that we started running which is fascinating um so yeah shop.rocksland.tv buy it all up let us know what your favorite things are and yeah let us know you're into it um, Spotify playlists. Uh, the Rock Sound chart has been updated, updated weekly. Uh, Temple, as we've already raved about on the show so far, is currently number one. Uh, so Broco in tonight alive fighting out for that top spot at the moment. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Get involved with that. Absolutely amazing. Perfect for commutes. Perfect. You just want to know what's going on within the Rock Sound world. And the Scuzz TV show is also uh, on daily on Scuzz TV. Brand new episodes to coincide with the Fallen Reverse issue. So if you want to find out all the new bangers, if you want to find out everything that's going on with the bands in the current magazine, perfect place to be. Check it all out on daily on Scuzz TV. So interview two, uh Jaden Seeley again uh returning to the Rock Sound Podcast. Uh, so to celebrate the tonight a live tour, we brought Jaden back to chat about that, but also to get the scoop on album two, which obviously we're all hugely excited for, you guys out there hugely excited for. Uh we chatted about it, it was in its more initial stages when Jaden was on the podcast before much more it's nearly done now as you're going to find out so uh, really really exciting things uh at foot for with confidence so yeah here we go jaden back on the podcast let's go really cool to have you back on
4: Oh, dude, no, my my fucking pleasure. I I had heaps of fun last time. So um, yeah, I just wanted to chat to you about
0: a number of different things, really. You've got the uh, the puck tour coming up. That's kind of taking you to the end of the year. Um, I actually spoke yeah. to Kevin from Puck a few weeks ago, and um, we were talking about how sort oh, of cool. eclectic the bill is. Uh, are you excited for that? And like, are you, sort of are you into how eclectic the bill is as well?
4: Yeah, no, dude, I'm super stoked for it. I mean, like a lot of a lot of the stuff that we did, like kind of coming up as a band in Australia, was like a lot of punk shows, you know. So it's gonna be it's gonna be kinda of cool to be able to play with bands that are I guess I would say, you know, a bit more raw, um, a bit more punk and um bare bones it a bit more. Um, I'm super keen to just like you know, like as as you progress in the music industry, I think like stuff gets I don't know, like you are worrying about all of this stuff and all this production and like, you know, like what sound person you're using and all, all, all this stuff that uh, it seems, like, nonsensical to a musician. <laughs> but I think on Knucklepuff, the, the way we're kind of looking at this is, uh, you know, it's, we're just going to have a bunch of fun. We're going to play, like, a bunch of punk shows with, like, a bunch of bands that are, are really sick. And, I don't know, just make make it a good time. I think it's going to be fun. I think I think we can show a bit of a different side to ourselves on that. Because um, I think, you know, every tour is different. Uh, we've played tours that are really poppy before, and I think you have to go about it sort of a different way. Um, but this one we're just going to kind of like maybe have a jam, have a riff, like make a lot of noise and see what happens
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing and does it feel like quite a fitting end for the Better Weather Cycle as well? Because last time we spoke we were chatting about kind of how the year of Better mm. Weather has been and how, how awesome it's been. Does this feel like a really kind of yeah. fitting end to that?
4: I think, yeah, I think it is uh, we, we definitely are at the end of the Better Weather Cycle, like Better Weather Cycle sorry. Um and I think I think that too will sum it up pretty nicely for us. Um and yeah, I don't know. My my head has I think when when I say, you know, the end of a, a the better weather sort of cycle, it's 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 a big mental thing as well. Like I feel like the the focus from myself mentally is it's repositioned from better weather to the future now. So I you know, I love what we've done with this album but my, my head is definitely in the next one now, you know? And I think once that two is done, it's kind of just like, there's going to be a certain finality for me. Um, and it's just going to be a hundred percent focus
0: on, you know, new music. Awesome. Yeah. Cause last time we spoke, uh, you guys were very keen on the new tunes you were writing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, I know you've been doing a little bit of work with Mike Green as well. Um, yeah. how, how far along are you with it now? Is it, is it
4: very much a work
0: in progress?
4: um, I think I'm going to say we're about 80% there right now. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I am I'm the most pedantic person you'll ever meet when it <laughs> comes to things I really care about. So for this album, I, you know, I've made sure that you know, we're kind of on track, and I think, I think all the boys feel that way as well. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I think we're, yeah, we're on track, and we have a whole bunch of songs that I'm like, over the moon about i think it's definitely a step up from better weather i think i think these songs are they're better you know and um i think that they're, they're more mature i think you can you can see a, a natural progression of what we've done and i think it'll it'll all kind of it'll come together when we're in the studio with mike who we all sort of really respect as a producer and i think he'll be able to sort of mold what we've got right now and come up with something really amazing
0: Wow, man, I can't wait to hear it. I mean, uh, because obviously Mike's (laughs) done, (laughs) Mike's done um, the piece in the panic uh, that came out earlier this year by Neck Deep, and obviously he's done so many classics. I mean, like Don't Panic by All Time Low. Are these are these all albums that you've you've been really into yourselves?
4: Yeah, dude. Like, I think it was it was kind of like this like fuck a little bit when we were like talking about working with Mike because um it was recommended to us uh, through hopeless uh, hopeless records, and we I kind of. look through his back like his the history of everything he's done and we we're just like holy fuck like <laughs> we know all of this. We love all of these albums. Like I think the first thing we saw was um that he did Paramore's first album and then we just like <laughs> we just kind of kept going through his history and we were like, Holy fuck um I don't know man. I think he's pretty much the perfect album too
0: for us, you know? I mean I remember you guys saying as well, like you've you've already touched on it um kind of but like you were you and Innie were saying that um you know what you'd already written by the time we last spoke. You you prefer to the songs you'd written on Better Weather. It sounds like that's very mm. much continued then. Like the uh, the collection of songs you've got together has has kind of co- is completely knocking it out of the park in that respect.
4: Well, I I mean I like to think so. I mean if you're not writing better music, what are you doing? But I I don't know. Like I think we've it's just kept getting better. You know since we last talked on our first podcast, we. Um, I, don't, I think we might have mentioned that, you know, we have, like, the guitar on the road, and we've been riding a lot while we travel, and um, we just kind of never stopped that, and uh, the way it is right now for Indigo and myself is we'll pretty much be riding, you know, every single day, and we'll just, like, you know, jump between each other and be like, hey, I have this idea, and hey, I have this idea, and every day will be different, and then some days there's just, like, you know, that that little bit of silence after someone plays, and you're just like, fuck, like, that might, that not, that might be something, you know, and um yeah since the last time we talked we we've got a whole bunch more songs and it's just kind of yeah it's just kept progressing and kept like keeps getting better and yeah i don't know i'm, I'm really excited about it dude <laughs> wow man yeah, likewise i mean
0: you were saying as well that you'd um you know you were taking inspiration from kind of more classic bands like brand new uh but also yeah. kind of current bands as well like bands like the main and trophy eyes um is, is that very much yeah. the case as well with how the songs are sounding
4: yeah dude for sure i think um when i'm citing a bit of maturity i think some of the songs are um i guess musically more mature so stuff like brand new um i think the the influences are definitely there on some of the other songs but um there's definitely the i guess like the more pop banger sort of songs that have been cited references so like yeah the main like um lovely little lonely is like yeah that was like one of our favorite albums um of recent and yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's definitely got both sides of that for sure.
0: Wow, man, that sounds so cool. Uh, I mean, like with uh, with the better well, B sides as well that, um, that came out a few months back. Uh, were those just literally yeah. like, uh, so you've got here for nothing and poison? Are they are they just songs that literally didn't make the album? Or kind of like, what was the uh, what was the thinking process behind putting those out? I don't know, man. I think we
4: um for our first album we just wanted a really um I don't know something that felt really consistent and um just like a really strong kind of collection of songs and I think that's why we only did 10 songs because we were like we felt like uh, Hit For Nothing and Poison weren't really ready at that point Um, and they sort of didn't really fit in um, anywhere in the album and I don't know there's a bunch of people that have argued about that but (laughs) I I I think it's great that we we kind of continued to work on them a little bit after the album and we went back into the studio in the month before we released them and just kind of like polished them off and we felt like they were ready and we were you know, still proud of them, so we felt like it was, like, a cool kind of thing to bridge the gap between album one and album two and, you know, keep stuff interesting. And, I mean, we always like playing new songs. We're playing uh, one of the songs on the Mayday tour and Knuckleball as well. And it's just, like, it's nice, you know, playing what feels like fresh music. Because um, you do it everything single night. and although I still love these songs and they still mean a lot to me, it's nice to have a, a new one thrown in, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely, and I mean as well. You, you did the um, obviously this was before, but you did the uh, the kind of reworked version of Voldemort with John from Trophy Eyes on the bridge at the end. Um, that was uh, yeah, that was yeah. that, that was really cool. I mean, like, was that was that really interesting to kind of play around with some slightly heavier sounds as well?
4: Yeah, dude. I mean, fun story about that is um, when I wrote Voldemort, it was actually that was uh, that was the original. So I just oh. I, I, we were also listening to a lot of Trophy Eyes at the time. Um, and I, when I was riding that bridge, I just heard, like, that heavy bridge. And I was like, who would fit this? And I'm like, fucking John. John would fit this perfectly. Um, and it wasn't until we hit the studio that we were like, hey, maybe this song would be better without a really heavy bridge that probably serves us more than the actual song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that was super fun to play around with, um, as well as the, the kind of acoustic-y one that we did. But It feels very country looking back on (laughs) I think I think sometimes we just kind of do stuff for us a whole bunch um which you know might not be ideal but we we just like what we do and we just have fun with it and you know apparently people like it which is a good thing I guess.
0: (laughs) no that's awesome so so it's very much like you guys love experimenting then
4: yeah dude like we I think we we know we know I guess kind of what the limit is I think if we were to just go all out, we would be like this really fucking weird experimental rock band, you know? Because it's just <laughs> we like to have fun with music, man. It's such, it's such a it's such a crazy thing, and, and you know, it's this this never ending sort of these possibilities of like you can just do anything with music. But um, I think we know what we want to write, and um, we kind of have to like stop sometimes at band practice. We're like, I think we're maybe taking this five minute solo a little too far. <laughs> But yeah, dude, we just we just have fun with them, and that's the that's the whole point, right? And I feel like it it translates. Like people know that we're not. I don't know. I, I I feel like sometimes you can just tell bands are taking you for a ride a little bit, and it just doesn't really feel real. And personally, at least, I I, I don't like music that doesn't feel real to me. You know, it feels like it's uh, like ten dudes in a suit in some office that have put this song together because they think it's like people are going to find it really catchy, like. I feel like we'll never be
0: that band, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I mean, like, will that be, will that translate into the new album then, do you think? is it? Will it be a really kind of fun album?
4: I think so. I think as a as a band, we are, I mean, we have fun when we write music, you know? We have fun when we're going out, when we're on the road, and I think that just translates in the music that we write. Um, I think we're pretty fun dudes, and I think that'll always kind of come through. Um but at the same time, yeah, it, it will definitely have the the other side, the aspect. Um, that I feel like better with touched on um, with kinda like your your songs like keys and uh gravity and stuff. But I feel like it'll it'll kinda come through in a in a better way on the next album
0: amazing cool so going into 2018 then the Tonight Alive tour that's coming up with you guys so uh, so yeah so that's happening uh, obviously we're super excited about that um, how are you feeling about that are we sort of is it going to be big are we going to be hearing some new tunes maybe like
4: it's really cool to travel with like the Tonight Alive guys and Jenner and so it's just like it's a bunch of Australians you know like <laughs> on the road just being classic Australians holy shit it's going to be hilarious there's going to be some stuff going down on that floor. <laughs>
0: Amazing. So, It'll be
4: sick. Is that going to
0: be kind of the uh, the, the sort of first big thing for you guys in, at the start of next year?
4: Uh, maybe. I mean, in the UK, I would say yes. Um, cool. But we have like an, uh, something else that's pretty big that I'm pretty pretty stoked on um, that I can't talk about right now because it definitely hasn't been <laughs> Um But I, I can say that 2018 will be a very big year. And I think we're pretty much planned out... Until late next year, right now, which is crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, all the most of the touring plans are pretty much locked in, and um, we have our we have our deadlines for albums and etc. Um, but yeah, I think we'll say I think we might sneak a maybe a new one in on that tour, <laughs> even if there's nothing out yet.
0: Amazing, yeah, like, always brilliant chats, Jaden, like, he's such a cool guy, and he's, again, it's like Jenna, just, I love how honest he is and open about stuff, and how, how, how happy he is to talk about what's going on with his band, how much he believes in his own band, um, I mean, album two, like, man, I'm so excited, um, so, Tom, I know you're a big Withcom fan, obviously, you know, we've had brilliant stories in the office that we all laugh about, you know, being on shoulders of your mates, singing along at gigs. Excited?
2: Yeah, I don't think I'm shocking anyone when I say I absolutely love that first album. I think it was it's, it was my favourite album last year. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Um, the main thing I took from this uh, was when Jaden said, we just do stuff for us. And I thought, like, that's all, that just pretty much summarises what that band's about. It's all about having fun. It's about making music. It's about filling out what works for them while keeping the entire process, like, super organic um they're not being told what's going to work for them uh i think they just need to stay on track with what they're doing because if i mean if the b-sides are anything to go by like it's it's gonna be huge
1: oh well i mean like when those b-sides came in you were like these my favorite we've gone songs And, 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 and to say that from like an album which is as brilliant as better weather is when like the songs which don't fit on that are like christ like the as good as like it just leads into like whatever's gonna happen next. Like for me, the biggest things which I got, and especially what you were saying about how they don't play by anyone's rules. When you go in depth on Better Weather, you realize that even though it can, people put under the pop punk moniker, there's so many things which no other bands do on it. Like, you know, there's the parts where Jaden goes really angry. Like we love it when Jaden goes angry, (laughs) like just out of nowhere and screams for no reason. but then even just like the the little cutaways like there's little like intricacies which other people don't do and the band are just doing because they want to um i think like what you said was it's how like you know you can tell if uh something doesn't feel real like when a band's doing it that you can tell when it's like 10 guys in suits being told what to do yeah and you can hear his honestly that it, like it's just in the way he talks just like yeah man like we just do it how we want to do it and And the other thing was, because I think it's amazing to think how, like, because if you are stuck in that motion of, like, people in suits, it's when you went, if you're not writing better music, then what are you doing? I think that's such, a lot of bands do forget that, like, you know, it's, I know it's easy to coast, like, when you've written one good song and then you can just, like, well, three chords will do, like, we can change these around a bit. But, like, if you're not actually pushing yourself, like, what's the point? I think... If you're in that mindset, like that's better than just going, you know what? We've written a good album, like we can just do it again, and people will be like, yeah, yeah, you know, like we've come of a good band. But like to be able to push yourself and push in those different directions and just like not be like comfortable in that box, like it, it's something which it's a lot more people should do it, but they don't.
0: And of course, with the tour coming up with Tonight Alive, you know, he said might be sneaking some new songs in there. Mm. Exciting, right? Well, I mean, like for one, that's pure mates fest. You know? Oh man! And also, can we just say as well because we
1: don't mention shout out Gospel Youth on that tour? Oh, as big well. shout out, yeah, um, yeah, huge. But yeah, when those new songs drop, like me, me and Tom, we saw with Con the other week supporting Mayday Parade. Um, <laughs> I saw the pictures. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't get Tom on my shoulders then. Just <laughs> it was because. a lot of stairs, and
2: I nearly fell down. them yeah, as it was.
1: Yeah, I was saying I wasn't gonna get Tom i thought you know what i'm not going to get him on my shoulders on the balcony because that's a story which will be told for years but like in the bad way or remember like when that guy flew through the edge and we'll be okay (laughs) 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 um but yeah it was like with that you can tell like there's that the band almost seem a bit like they love playing the old songs but they are ready to burst out with this new material like they threw They threw one of the B-sides in, but you can tell that they're ready to pack that set with so much new stuff. I think they'll use that tour as a proper opportunity to be able to do it
0: yeah absolutely and like they've done the completely like you both have said they, they've got that formula that they know is awesome and they're just doing the right things like they've got Mike Green producing who and Ryan with them who uh, has done the piece in the panic we've all seen you know of course the huge success that that album's had for neck deep so that's so exciting that they're doing <laughs> all the right things and just making with confidence even bigger and even better so we cannot wait so yeah when that tour comes over next March um, I don't know who knows maybe we can get Jenna and Jaden on the podcast together or something really really cool huge Shout out to Jaden. Can't wait. So RS shouts this week. Again, we're going to take this to Tom. Tom's got a very eclectic music taste. He's off on the stereo in the office, which is uh, a lot of fun, but you never really know what's coming next. Yeah, so, you've, yeah, you've. <laughs> so, um, so, Tom, yeah, give us some music recommendations for 2017.
2: Okay, so I've got three here. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm sure you guys already know because you've been talking about it on the last podcast, but uh, Chase Atlantic, that self-titled album. That's, uh, that's nice. probably one of my favourite albums this year. I, uh, I think it's absolutely excellent. Uh, The the song I'm going to go for from that is Swim. Um, And I don't know what it is about the band that I'm super into. It's that weird mix. It's like a 1975 meets Weekend kind of sexy, atmospheric, like trappy, druggy. I don't know. It's really cool. Like, I'm super into it. Um, Yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, So the second one, uh, I'm going to go with Scarlord and uh, the album Lord Season. Uh, And the song off that is Run. And he originated as a SoundCloud rapper. And tagged his work as trap metal, and that's pretty much what got me, got me hooked on it, because um, I like trap music and I like metal, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's super aggressive, it's super raw, it's really gritty, and uh, I think there's enough blaze on it to give Sam Carter a run for his money. Like <laughs> it is, it is heavy going. Them fighting words. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, uh, do you not agree? Do you not? Oh, the, yeah, oh mate. Like, no, it's a banger. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Some of the best blaze out of like outside of metalcore like I've heard in ages like proper guttural. yeah it's
2: heavy it's heavy innit that's the thing yeah Yeah. Yeah, like when I mean people will hear that it's branded like rap or trap music or whatever but it is mostly sort of screaming and uh, like metal music really it's got like that really harsh lo-fi sound to it yeah I'm super into it, as you can probably tell. Um, and then the last one is The Gospel Youth and the song Wildfire. And I just think it's super sad boy and I'm into it. Yeah. Shout out 2004. Yeah. <laughs> Big up, amazing shouts. Yeah. Um, guys, check all
0: those bangers out and uh, let us let Tom know that you're into it. Cool. So uh, we're coming to an end already. This is This is how is this how have we come to an end already i'm saying we've been here five minutes
1: <laughs> i've had
2: yeah. so much fun
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's been amazing having tom with us uh before we go uh shop.roxand.tv of course the fallen and reverse issues are on sale uh fallen reverse bundles you can get the sticker bundle or the deluxe bundle at shop.roxand.tv amazing stuff in there limited edition covers designed by tom uh exclusive tote bag and exclusive pin badge A hand signed poster print by ronnie huge sticker sheet all sorts of stuff to get involved with and again the story itself written by Ryan Bird our editorial director is absolutely fascinating so if you're you're a fan of Forming Reverse if you're just interested in general if you just like music and you want to hear an amazing story you have to check it out so shop.rocksound.tv uh, of course follow us on Spotify as well with our Rock Sound chart updated every week uh, along with all kinds of other playlists that we've all designed as a full team absolutely amazing stuff the Scuzz TV show is on daily on scuzz to go along with the new issue all the new bangers all the bands in the current magazine on there so if you want to find out more about them and watch along and read along and have a bit of fun with it it's on daily on scuzz subscribe to us on itunes follow us on soundcloud check it all out we've got 12 episodes in the bag now so uh, we're starting to grow so uh, let us know who you've enjoyed the most what in so
1: much content
0: <laughs> so much right. Um, yeah, so let us know what have been your favourite interviews. Let us know what you want to hear more of too. So uh, yeah, Tom, we had a good time.
2: Oh yeah, big time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, oh, god. Yeah, yeah. Oh, god yeah. yeah, it's been really cool, man. We enjoyed it. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, uh, uh, unfortunately, you got Tamsin back next week. But, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think I think we'll cope.
0: We'll cope. That's we'll staying in. That is staying in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, it's been amazing. Uh, we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.
2: Bye.